0: Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his
1: pals, Dave Damoshek and Charlotte Wilder. Alright, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with his good, good pals, Dave Damoshek and Charlotte Wilder. And a new good, good pal, Kingston, I want to say Hello. We have a new uh, little listener and, you know, we get excited, right? Every time we we hear that somebody likes the podcast, Kingston, apparently our number one fan. Good job by you, Kingston, listening.
2: Yes, I also want to say, Kingston, thank you so much. Uh, I got a video, especially for me, from Kingston Uh, In Twitter DMs that just said uh, it was Kingston telling me congratulations on my engagement. And it meant the (laughs) world, buddy. So thanks for listening. We we appreciate you so much. And shout out Kingston's dad, too.
1: Yes, Kingston. Well, we, we're getting cameos from Kingston here. We don't yeah. even have to have it. Don't even have to pay for him. It's great. Is that true? I
0: felt so special. I got a DM from Kingston and uh, and his old man as well. And uh, shout <laughs> out to uh, two good uh, members of the Sheck Republic. And uh, Kingston is here by the king of the Sheck Republic. Oh, I would like to there you go. Here,
1: he also thinks it's
2: really funny when you do your yinzer accent. So maybe you can hit him with something.
1: He likes the accent. He likes Dave's voice. Dave, Kingston is a cold dude. Dave. I like that. <laughs> now, I wonder what Kingston would think of your hair right now, Dave. I I, I wear a hat. I don't even try anymore. I'm wearing that. Why? Hat. What's going on with my hair? I don't know. It looks know. It looked like you flow-boated or something. It going That's to right. Flo- me, and, me and George Clooney. Me and, yeah.
0: me and George Clooney are, are uh, trailblazers, apparently. Who knew that Clooney and I had yet another thing in common? But, uh, <laughs> but here we are. Um, yeah, listen. I, I'm not going to apologize to you here on a Friday No, I'm not for, looking for, for an my apology. Hairdo. Yeah, yeah, no, I think what I think
1: is it looks- the be? I don't understand because oh, Clooney was can I on my cousin. You, of course, but, you, but but what I Clooney was on my cousin Jimmy's show, and they both had a flobe, and they went to they went to town on the hair mm-hmm. a, on TV, and it, it looked like it didn't make a difference, but it, it was scary the way they attacked themselves.
2: No, okay, so here's a flobe. My God, uh, when I was in high school, my cousins had one, um, and what you do? It's a vacuum cleaner tube, right? And uh-huh. it has a. Um, it has a blade, a razor, or a trimmer, I guess, in mm-hmm. in the tube. So you put it on your head and you adjust what where you want the trimmer to be. So it never goes it never changes how right. close or far away it is from your head. And then you just put the tube on your head, turn the vacuum on, and it cuts your hair as it suctions the cut hairs <laughs> away. So you have the same length hair all over every part of your head and you look like a Chia pet. <laughs> it's, wow.
0: It's, it's a dustbuster for your hair, basically. And it, it looks like that pretty much and everything else. Don't you remember the age of the infomercial, Sal? When oh, they yeah, would no, go for of course. A half hour? I just
1: want to practically how it worked. I don't understand. It seemed Did very that make reckless. Sense? The way they went. Yes, I think it does. And uh, so you place it. If you place it on your scalp, it'll suck the hair in. And then that's it how you're... It. The best
0: thing about it, like all great infomercials, is they always can't help themselves but go at least one step too far with the guarantees of how it's going to help your life and how it's going to enhance it. The Flowbee claim was always like, thanks to this, and it safely compartmentalizes the blades within so now, parents, you no, no no longer need to worry about the, your children at the barber shop, as though mm-hmm. impalements were were the norm right, until right, right. the flow became <laughs> along. It's, a, it's one of my would favorite you, things. Uh,
1: would you try that, Charlotte? Oh yeah,
2: definitely. You would if it if it if the tube were long enough for like a foot and a half of hair. Yes. I
1: see. Yeah, because they were saying Clooney. Uh, he said to my cousin, "He's like, well, th- this extension isn't going to work. This is too much." So I, I I don't know. So I guess there's different. Different levels. Anyway, we're uh, we're boring poor Kingston to death here. Let's uh, let's get on with the sports. And you know what? We normally save our extra points for extra pay parlay for the very end. But I want to get it. I want to get it done with. I like our parlay this week. Um, I know we're all a little skeptical about each other's picks, but I think that's when we do well. If I remember correctly, it's been so long since we won one. We're still ahead of the game. We won the Fanduel better two point four million dollars over the course. of of the year. I think we've hit three of these in 12 weeks. So we're still ahead because you get five or six to one odds. So you guys ready? Should we just do it now? Let's do it. Get it out of our systems. All right. Here it is. Our extra points for extra pay parlay. FanDuel boost the odds and they boost the points in our favor. I'm going to start us off. Rams over the Cardinals. The adjusted line now is minus one and a half. The Rams are on the road. Now, Dave, you didn't like this. But a lot of times we do well when the others are not in favor of of each other's picks. So I'm going to stick with it. And I'm going to stick with my theory that Kyler Murray is playing injured or either that or he got worse over the last two weeks. I think he's playing injured. I think there's something with that. I agree with that.
0: I agree with that, Sal.
1: Okay. I don't think everything comes down to a Hail Mary, which he got lucky with a few weeks ago, right? Uh, With New Hopkins. New Hopkins has been neutralized. I think he will continue to be so by Jalen Ramsey. The Rams own this team. They've won six in a row. They won three in a row in Glendale by 65 points. That was the margin in those three games. I think there's a considerable coaching mismatch here. I can't even say the word. I'm so excited. I think Aaron Donald will neutralize Kyler Murray. Jared Goff, we know what he does. He zigzags. Bad week to good week. This is the good week. Rams win this 27-17. I'm laying the one and a half. What do you think of that, Charlotte? And what is your pick?
2: I think that's great. I'm with you. And not based on any statistics, just a gut feel, which has literally never led me astray. Mm -hmm. Um, My pick is I'm taking the Raiders at minus seven and a half over the Jets. And I know, I know the Raiders have stumbled in the last two weeks, but they have had a full week now to think about losing 43 to six to the Falcons. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty embarrassing. And What's even more embarrassing is that they lost to the Jets last year, 34 to three. So I think they're going to be in a little bit of revenge mode here. Um, And we know they can be great because they beat the Chiefs and then they almost beat the Chiefs. Uh, But I bet Gruden has them fired up because he doesn't want that to happen again. And then you have the Jets. Look, the Jets have not won a game. They are 11 and 0. Their O-line has a lot of injuries this week, which isn't great because uh, Sam Darnold threw for 197 yards last week and had two interceptions. In his return after a shoulder injury, he has only thrown three touchdowns this entire season, and his completion percentage is the worst in the NFL Mm -hmm. for any quarterback. So I'm feeling pretty good about this. Um, I can see where people might be skeptical, given what the Raiders have been doing recently. But I think this is their turnaround game, and, and I don't see them being the team to lose to the Jets for the first time this season. All right.
1: I think you're going to know right away what kind of game it is. It's very weird with this Raiders team. This is what they were last year, right? It was like 6-5, and and then they just fell apart, and the Jets was one of their losses. I think you're right, though. They don't sneak up on Gruden. Nobody wants to be the team that loses to the Jets, and if you can get it down to 7.5, that's pretty good. All right, Dave. Finish things up here. Three for three. Let's do it. I love it from the Heidi bowl redo. Mm -hmm. And then
0: now we have the Browns and the Oilers hooking up. And that's the one I'm rolling with here. I like the Browns, two upper middle-class teams in the AFC getting together here to try and see who has the upper hand in that one. Six and a half uh, is what the Browns are getting here. I'm going to take it and uh, say, that I understand Derrick Henry, people are getting excited about what they have going and everything else. They continue to struggle on third down defensively. They continue to be, that this will be their undoing come January, the defense in Tennessee. I understand that Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown should have a nice day against the depleted Cleveland secondary, but so too should Baker Mayfield on third down against the Tennessee defense. I'm taking the Browns plus the 6.5, and
1: and, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they win the game out. Oh, interesting. All right, there it is. There's our three. Rams minus 1.5, Raiders minus 7.5, Browns plus 6.5. FanDuel is going to boost that from plus 466 to plus 520. Get in on the action at FanDuel.com slash extra points. I was wondering, Sal, I, I was, I was wondering when you
0: said that, well, we know what Jared Goff is. I was like, what, what is he exactly? I was curious <laughs> when you, when you said that, what that meant.
1: I just, I did some research and, uh, you know, play actions, his thing, right. Play actions, mm-hmm. his thing, play actions, right. Tannehill's thing. I know. Right. The zig and the zag. I don't think he disappoints, uh, Sean McVay. I think they have a nice little <clears throat> relationship where Sean McVay is like a dad, the disappointed dad's like, okay, on, on even number of weeks, you could, uh. You could kind of shit the bed, but you got to come back the next week because we have a good team surrounding you here. I if feel like they enough-
2: <laughs> also gets to like play quarterback a little bit through Jared Goff. Like yeah. he gets to it's it's sort of the the dad using his son as you know he he really is puppeteering that, but he doesn't have to go out there.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I like the uh, I like the over, by the way, in the, in the Cleveland and Tennessee game. This should be a shootout. I know both really? teams. I, I think it might be counterintuitive on some level because you expect both teams to try to run, run, run. But I think that both will be able to make plays. Throw that was parlay.
2: almost my pick for the parlay, and then I was like, I can't just do overs.
1: Yeah, what? Why do you say that, Wilder? You can't. You can do just whatever wins the, for us. You backed off the. Well, overs. then
2: maybe I screwed up.
1: No, 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 no. We're sticking first, to first I wanted to. I wanted.
2: I wanted it to be a statement win. You know what I, I gotcha. mean? I got
0: Okay. We yes. we have to, Sal. Too. I think, like you said, I didn't love this Rams uh, Cardinals pick. You mm-hmm. you can talk me into it. I'm not uh I, To your point, I think Kyler Murray is in fact hurt. I think that's why you didn't see him running around right. in Foxborough last week. I think that was a a. QB decision to probably say to Kingsbury, listen, unless it's absol- absolutely necessary. How about no design runs for number one today, coach? Yeah. Um I think that um but uh I think that we we need to reestablish the no jive policy here because we do? Well, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about this. I don't Still know. like we
1: reestablished it, it like three or four times a Twenty twenty
0: hindsight. No. Yeah. Twenty twenty hindsight. I don't know if we should if I if it's fair for me to even do this because I didn't abide by the no jive policy oh. in the moment. It was in front of Thanksgiving, but I really, really didn't like your Lions pick last week. I gotta be honest with you. I, I really know. I'm I, when, sorry. when you said that one out loud, I really thought, What, what in the hell?
1: What they were, it, so were you driving I us? It. I I
0: didn't say anything. I didn't say anything and I and I now regret it and I feel that I owe the listener an
1: apology. Okay. For, for not speaking. You out. should have said something, but I was I was so in love with that one dumb stat that a team that had been shut out the week before like the Lions had been in Carolina was 12-5 and 1 against the spread. I didn't think Houston needed it. Uh I I guess I didn't also know how many people. I added a hint, but how many people hated Matt Patricia? So when you talk about a guy playing for a team, playing for a guy's job, well, that didn't exist at all. So yes, (laughs) big whiff uh, uh, by me. I didn't. We didn't even make it to the Cowboys game. Um, uh, But Charlotte had the over in that game, and she's she's going back. Talk up the
0: Oilers if you want to. If you feel like Damashek's wrong here about uh, the
2: Brownies, then uh, then
0: talk about the Oilers. If you'd pick the Browns
2: outright to win. Um, yeah. I would be skeptical. But I do think that there's a chance they can come pretty close to the Titans.
1: I, You know, it's funny. Uh, well, I'm on Fox Bet Live every uh, afternoon, 5 p.m. Eastern on FS1 with Clay Travis, Todd Furman, and Rachel Bonetta. is a Browns fan, Clay Travis, Titans fan, Tennessee, you know, born and bred, whatever. They had to have a side bet. And Rachel was afraid to take the Browns straight up. And I was like, well, you got to take the Browns straight up. She's like, no, I'll take plus six. And their bet is you wear the colors of the other team. I was like, this is dumb. Like you're, the, the Titans are going to win by three and Clay's going to have to wear a Browns jersey. That doesn't really make sense. I had another uh, I had another th- uh, thing in mind. I thought if the Titans lose, Clay is fired. If the Titans win, Clay quits. <laughs> I thought that worked out for everyone. I don't know. I think that's I a
2: winner. That's a, You should have pushed harder for yes, that. Yes, I think they should revisit that. But yeah, you know what? The, made, the here's my general idea.
0: Can't be against the spread, I think. Like this, right? <laughs> Throw this one out there. The loser has to act out both sides of the atrocious scene in Castaway when Tom Hanks <laughs> survives on the island for four years, somehow impossibly floats himself out at sea, gets picked up by that that ship out there, makes his way back to the U.S., finally meets up with his lady love late at night at her home. (laughs) She opens the door. He's drenched in rain and tears, and she launches into like, yeah, you missed the Super Bowl. We we, we lost by one lousy yard. No questions about what it was like living on an island alone, (laughs) fearing life and death every day. The only thing... We lost by one lousy yard. You, <laughs> either Rachel or, uh, or the other guy. Have no, to I think out. it should have been that you
2: just put clay on an Island no matter what. Oh, oh that's okay. good
1: too. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Make him act out Castaway for four years. See how it goes. Yeah.
1: Right. With Wilson. I don't know if Woodrow Wilson was Republican enough for him, but yeah, they <laughs> have Wilson on uh, the ball on with it. Yeah. I, uh, I had a trouble with that too, though. Although she did keep a nice scrapbook of all his, um, you know, uh, what, what they thought of him. But, uh, My big problem with that movie, and then we'll move on, I promise. He gets back. He has no relatives at all. Not a single relative that is there to wait to see him. This was his wife. It was Helen Hunt. And that was it. (laughs) it, I've never seen Castaway because I
2: didn't want to watch him on an island for that long.
1: You should watch it. Yeah. This guy. Watch it this Thanksgiving. Oh, wait. We missed Thanksgiving. She thinks
2: he's crashed at sea,
0: you know? Mm -hmm. And by the way, I don't want to get into it now because I've discussed. But I mean, again. Something fishy going on with Helen Hunt's love life. He crashes into the sea, she mourns him for a year, and 3 plus years later after the mourning period has passed, she's not just married,
1: she has what appears child. to be a 1-year-old child. Fishy. Move on. Fishy Move Helen on. Hunt. Fishy. Yeah. yeah. Well, now Fishy is right and that's the whole there's a lot of yeah, fishy stuff going Eating on. Fish, yeah, you should check right. that out, Charlotte. It's a good All one. All right, okay. Uh, I don't want to get too far away because we're already too far away from the Steelers-Ravens game, which is a Wednesday matinee, afternoon game, because the Christmas tree lighting butted up against it, so they had to play this one early. By the way, I bet on the Christmas tree lighting. Are you kidding me? More orange lights than green? I lost another one. Ridiculous. Oh, my God, Another Sal. fix. The gimmicks. Terrible. I know, you're right. I thought you talked me out of the gimmicks. The Steelers won 19-14, Wasn't enough. They were laying 10 points. They give up a stupid touchdown in the fourth quarter. Chase McSorley, uh, Trace McSorley. Who did he hook up with? Brown? Was it the other Brown? Yep. Hollywood Brown. He breaks a tackle. I don't know. It was like an aggressive uh, play by the D back. And then nobody had Hollywood Brown. He went. And then the the touchdown that should have been before the half. Dave, I know you're mad because people are giving you shit for being 11 and 0. Worst 11 and 0 team of all time. Who cares? You're 11-0. On the other hand, what a weird game. What a weird game and uh, weird clock management and everything else at the first half. Yeah, I
0: mean, I well, first of all, I, that misrepresents my emotions. I'm confused by the reaction. I'm not mm. angry about it because it feels like one gigantic straw man conversation among the football universe. Everybody <laughs> is letting everybody else know that the Steelers aren't as good as their 11-0 record right. and trying to convince everybody of something that they already believe, which is that the Chiefs will be favored against the Steelers if they play each other in the postseason. Yeah, I guess so. Not also, as I've said yeah. before, the specific use—not to—not to get too deep in the weeds about uh, 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 about uh, word choice—but overrated. By definition, the Steelers are the number one seed because they're the only team that hasn't lost a game yet. So overrated Mm -hmm. doesn't apply unless we're going to start applying power rankings to divine who the best team in football is. Instead, we have the playoff structure as it exists. I guess it'll be settled then. Overrated makes no sense to me. Yes, of course. We knew going into this game after it was kicked down the road by six full days and Marquise Pouncey was lost to the Steelers, uh, the day before, and other guys from the Ravens were in and out, and uh, and James Conner was lost, and all that sort of stuff. We knew this game was going to be a knuckleball, right. and so it was. I can't believe the talk about overreaction, and what have you seen lately in 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 our league? And I've never, I, I can't recall a larger sort of like, huh, sorry to knock you off, uh, to, to, to disappoint you, Steelers fans, but your team's not that good. All right. What's the you know? What's damning with faint praise? They're eleven and zero. What do you want me to say? You're supposed to win
1: by ten, and you won by five. It shouldn't be that big a deal. But the the circumstances around it. Go ahead,
2: Charlotte. Jump in here. I have a sports psychology theory about this one. Let's hear. I think what happens is a lot of time, and this isn't just sports. I think that people see something really good or really great or someone succeeding without um, impediments that that person themselves might face. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, I think that I think mediocrity is very comfortable for people because it's not threatening. And then you have a team that's 11 and 0 that hasn't lost, which is by definition what it means to be a good sports team, because it's not like they've played only shitty 11 uh, only shitty teams for those eleven games. Like, they've played some pretty good teams and they have won oh. and so i think that people need to try to tear it down or need to say it's not as good as the record might suggest because otherwise it's it's too frustrating and they're jealous
1: wow you're wearing you know you're wearing your sports psychologist glad you're going uh, all Nicole Kidman there's a on reason us
2: here. i wore these yes it's me yeah. dr grace Frazier, telling there you, you how to deal with your relationship? All right, so, I'm married
1: that, to you. You're, you're a witness, Damushek. So, you're no. a witness. Sal, can
0: you recall a a weirder kind of straw man argument? In I mean, for real, in the last couple of decades of sports, it's a bizarre thing. Jeff Schwartz on minus three yeah. put it well about the Steelers, uh, about and specifically the Steelers' offense. Everything looks hard. Nothing is coming easy. Yeah, to that offense. It, it feels yeah. like they're grinding out every yard, every third Dropped down, a bunch of and pass
1: to all it that helped Big Ben out.
0: Yeah. Yes, Bud Dupree is a major loss for the sure. Steelers. But I, I it's it just very strange to me that the the desire to let everybody know that the eleven and zero team isn't that good because the reigning Super Bowl champs, who could have two straight Super Bowl champion, uh two straight Lombardies, had D Ford not lined up offsides. And and has just one loss this season is in fact still the class of the NFL because they're yeah, fun to watch. Yeah. They're a sexy Yeah, Yeah, we team get it. We, well, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I I get it. Yeah, it's also not impossible that the Steelers would beat the Chiefs. Nor is it impossible well, that the Titans the would thing. beat the Steelers in the playoffs. That's and, the way and everybody.
1: It goes. Look, this business is about extreme language, right? We can come on and say, ah, Steelers are good." No, they're eleven and zero, and they're good, and they're doing their job, and they're going to be a force to reckon with in uh, January and maybe February. That take doesn't get nearly as much buzz as the Steelers are done. Sure, they're 11-0, but look at the Chiefs. So much better. Give me the Chiefs every day of the week and twice on Sunday against the Steelers. It's not the case because when it gets down to it, the Steelers are going to get three points in that game if it's in Pittsburgh and everyone's going to shy away from like, oh, boy, I don't know. I don't know. But the Steelers could be better. It's- look at their defense is certainly better, right?
0: You're so right. And, and it's not comparable to, to get in the Wayback machine, you know, it's not comparable mm. to like 1984 when you're trying to do the math on BYU strength of schedule, right. they're undefeated, but most of their wins came in the whack. So how are we supposed to figure that out versus that? Uh, the, the, uh, the major conference powerhouses and reconcile all of that. I mean, the, the, the chiefs. Went to overtime against the Chargers right. in in week two. What are we talking about? I mean, like, yeah, well, the Steelers barely beat the Ravens, and they barely beat the Titans, and they. Be- All right, they're, they're, those are pro football teams that they defeated in the calendar year twenty twenty. It's very strange. I, I really, I'm well, not. I'm honestly not angry about it. and It doesn't hurt my feelings that you tell me that that my favorite pro football team isn't as good as their record says and all that kind of
1: stuff. You know it's what? It's
0: very, it, it really is bemusing, I guess. Here, here's
1: when it won't there. matter. when, you, it, If and when you beat the Bills in Buffalo and that, I think it's a Sunday night game, right? Because as it is now, it hasn't been very impressive and it's not your fault. You can only play what's in front of you. You can only play Garrett Gilbert, right? You beat the Cowboys 24-19. Uh, Joe Burrow was in that game, 36-10. Was that the game he got hurt in when you no. beat them? No, it wasn't. No. Right, 36-10. Okay, that was a slaughter. That was a good quarterback. Then you went and got the Jaguars. Um, I mean, the destruction of the Browns was the
0: signature victory. Let's not forget that they whipped the Titans in the first 30 minutes, and then it got wonky. No,
1: but my point is in the last four weeks, aside from Joe Burrow, you've not faced good quarterbacks at all, right? So I think that's the the rub on the Steelers, right? Everything it... Yeah, I mean, what it comes down to, and I know I'm a broke and Alex Smith isn't going to help this week either. I don't think so. I think it's at the Bills. In two weeks, you'll have to be fourteen and zero, no thirteen and zero. Yeah, before everybody's like, okay, let's see him.
0: Let's here. see him take care of Washington and Pittsburgh. And should they do that, going to Buffalo right. will, will be a, a legit juicy game to look at in the AFC yeah. seedings. But um, it, it's uh, it just the, the, to me it like I say, broken record stuff, but who gets the number one seed is everything in the last decade in the NFL playoffs. It right. it, it, it does mean a war. It's not a guarantee, but it is tracking pretty close to that if you get that extra week in wildcard weekend to put your feet up, it mm-hmm. greatly, greatly, greatly improves your shot of getting to the Super Bowl. And so, you know, who's better Uh, Who do you like watching in power rankings, the Chiefs or the Steelers or otherwise, really is is besides the point, it's who is not playing on wildcard weekend. And the Steelers have no wiggle room here so long as the Chiefs continue to run the table. But they do have to go down to New Orleans, which Mm -hmm. brings me to the point about that being the most important regular season game left on the slate on both sides of the ledger because the Seahawks, who are emerging as the best team on that side, still need the the Saints to fall back by at least one so that they can get that number one state sure. on the
1: NFC side. Let's talk, uh, Charlotte, I wanted to ask you, did you see the whole Collinsworth thing? What happened uh, with him? Are, are we doing Collinsworth oh, impressions oh, anymore? The,
2: when he said that the ladies in
1: yeah. Pittsburgh,
2: what did he say Exactly. I'm what a misogynist.
0: I gotta
1: tell you, Al.
0: Nah, come let, He's
1: not. Nah, I'm just joking. Of uh, course. Wait, all right, let know. me get the exact quote here, because I think I, I want to defend them here. I'm even uh, I'm
0: the la- even even the ladies talk about football in Pittsburgh. But
1: didn't he? Didn't, he said they ask real questions about football. I gotta tell you, Al. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you're just blown away by how strong the fans are here in this town. In particular, the ladies that I met. They had really specific questions about the game. Is it that bad to say I've been around the game for 40 years and in this particular weekend when I traveled or week when I traveled to Pittsburgh, uh, female fans especially stood out in their knowledge about the game? Is, isn't that basically what he's saying and is not think, allowed to say that? Is, is, I think is the it that problem
2: bad? with what he's saying is that it is based, it assumes what he's saying sounds like he assumes he was surprised or that that is different from the norm or that oh my goodness, in this one city, like, why wouldn't you just assume that all of the fans could also be ladies? And I think that for the NFL, it just, it becomes a little frustrating because you have um, 47% of fans are women and there are a lot of women who care. And so it insinuates that of the women who care, it's surprising or it's, it's so... So it, it's it's notable enough that it is worth mentioning that the ladies had good questions this week, which, you know,
1: I read between the lines a, a different way. in and seeing that he was thinking that in all my experiences, this trip to Pittsburgh, what, what if he said it that way? What If he said, you know what? I've been around the game forever. I came to Pittsburgh this week and it really stood out to me in this particular week that the women out here now Keep in mind, I've been all over the place. I've been all in these cities and I've access to all different people, men and women. Like if he said that about men, like, oh, the guys really know what they're
2: talking about here. But the point if, is he wouldn't ever say that.
1: I don't know. I what but but if he phrased it like that, I mean, really, we're we're really talking about like one or two words different here. And of course, I he had I don't to think so, Sal. So. I don't
2: think so. I think even if he'd mm. said it like that, it would I come across so. as, you know, maybe I don't think it's suddenly new that women understand football enough uh, to ask smart questions.
1: I didn't read I didn't read it like that. I, I feel bad when people have to apologize for this. I like I I just think of one or two word different uh, and it's uh and it's all fine. Although nothing's fine. Everyone's I think, fine I
0: think I think that um, the thing that was perhaps more offensive was people who root for uh, a football team in Miami or in Dallas or LA, any sunbelt warm climate when Chris Collinsworth issued the uh, the never ending rhetoric about Benny <laughs> Snell makes a run late in the game and he trucks one of the uh one of the Ravens players. He's like, I got the the, the in Pittsburgh, you know, the the coaches of the players of the fans and blue collar. They just love that kind of football here. Like so so in other words, sorry Dolphins fans, if your team is good but they're defense dominant, you're just not gonna get it. You're not gonna relate to it. You won't enjoy it. Only blue collar Pittsburgh <laughs> only places like that can enjoy that kind of rugged physical kind of what they love that here sorry sorry. Hey, rams and chargers fans if the teams end up being really good in los angeles but they're doing it via hard hitting defense you're just not gonna get it sorry all right well so
1: dumb. i guess the point is don't ever say anything just don't say anything and by the way collinsworth could have gotten away with not saying anything because the the pumped up fake crowd noise was so bad and overwhelming. You couldn't even hear what he said. I'm surprised anyone heard this anyway, because that pumped out crowd noise was so over the top and uh, terrible. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I just, uh, are we done with Collinsworth impersonations?
2: Yeah, I don't really have a, I haven't been working on it enough to (laughs) unveil a new one.
1: There you go. All right, Charlotte's done with them. Um, (laughs) Hey, Charlotte, one thing I'll say is your team, for the first time in a week, this is a, you could root for your Patriots and not have to worry about what Tampa is doing on the other side. The Bucks have a week off. The Patriots travel to uh, SoFi Stadium here to play the Chargers. New England is a one-point favorite. FanDuel has the over-under at 47.5. This is a fun game for me. I know probably neither of these teams are making the playoffs, but um, it seems like The Chargers were favored by 12 before they factored in the coaching mismatch. And now it's down to about even. What are you thinking, Charlotte? This is, every game is a kitchen sink game for the Patriots.
2: I think they can do it just because the Chargers keep blowing leads. Um, And I think that Justin Herbert I think it could be a very mismatched quarterback. I I don't see uh, the Patriots throwing the ball all that much. And Mm -hmm. I see them playing kind of a conservative game here. And I feel like the Chargers might try to exploit that and the fact that the Pats' defense sucks by just, you know, trying to turn it into a shootout where they just try to get Justin Herbert to throw as many touchdowns as possible, which against the Pats might be more possible than other teams. But um, I also wouldn't be surprised if they make... You know some of those Chargers' mistakes, and and the Patriots yeah. are able to have a strong enough run game, um, the way they did last week with a lucky call to actually have a chance of winning it.
1: Yeah, I feel like you're you're right. Like, I'm, how much the Chargers need to be up in the fourth quarter to right. to you know outduel the you know coaching wise to be you know free of any uh, disaster here. I will say, Dave um, Bosa, Joey Bosa has made quite a difference here in the last few weeks and i think that might be what cam new i think people are overlooking that you know in this game he is he is playing he's in on just about every single play every pass play and for a guy like cam who struggles to uh, put up over 100 yards in a given week uh this could get even uglier for him right yeah, I that this is uh
0: you want my uh, my bold prediction here. I know that this feels like a major upset to predict based on mm-hmm. the the numbers uh, been hovering around. Um, a uh, uh, pick them uh, pick all week. Um, last I saw, now the Patriots are back to minus one. Is that that's uh, right? Yep. Um, I de- uh, as of uh, Thursday, I think uh, it had gone to pick em. But either way, I'm taking the Chargers to win this game. Mm. All this, all this stuff about you know, I mean uh, the the old pointing at stats that are in the rear view mirror kind of stuff. Bill Belichick. Oh, we know what he does to to rookie QBs. Yeah. Who's on his team at this point? You yeah. know, I, I, I think all that stuff is out the window. I think Justin Herbert lights him up.
1: Lots of fun to watch this Chargers team, right? But they surprise yeah. you when they win and same with the Patriots. They're surprise you when they win. We're at that stage of the season. Other, uh, big game Colts, uh, Yes, Colts going to Houston. (laughs) Colts, I've been off on their odds every single week. Now they're a three and a half point favorite. I saw a lot. You know, you're right, Dave. I took the Lions. Houston was great. You look at any metric. The last six weeks, Deshaun Watson is the number one quarterback over the last six weeks. Now, no Will Fuller. What happened? He did drugs or something? He says he didn't do bad drugs, but they said he had bad drugs in his system.
2: Now, wasn't it? Wasn't it like a? Some oh. kind of
1: steroid, right? Just do they even say anymore what it was?
2: No, I felt like it was it was like kind of a misunderstanding. Hold, hold on, keep going. I'll look this up.
1: Fuller, yeah, he it was, was some suspended. sort of we'll PED. Felt Fuller was suspended. Um, either way, he's not in the game. Dave, what do you like? Three and a half seems a little hefty for a team like Houston. I know their record is terrible, um, but uh, I get this Colts game wrong every single time.
0: Yeah, that well, the car, the Colts are obviously um, tough to read, and the Texans with Romeo and Company are also mm-hmm. difficult because exactly what their motive, you know, they 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 they're born anew with Romeo Cornell and have been a different team. However, no, Will Fuller is a major absence. The return right. of DeForest Buckner is a major return. For the Colts, who exactly is Deshaun Watson targeting here? Jordan Akins and Randall Cobb are going to defeat the Colts in that defense with DeForest Buckner back in the middle there. I mean, the Colts have to have it. I mean, have to is a stretch, but um, they're the better team. They're playing for something more immediate, a.k.a. a playoff spot. Give me the Colts, and uh, I'll take them by, you know, by four or five or, or more right. than that down All in right.
1: Houston. That seems fair enough. Charles, did you find anything? He had drugs in yeah, his system, Yeah, it was,
2: right? was performance-enhancing drugs, yeah. um, and he was suspended six games. So he did blame his doctor, but, you know, who doesn't? Of
1: course, yeah. Why wouldn't you blame your doctor? Um, The Colts, I, want to, I did see this was interesting, and it's a logjam. Minus 170 on Fandle to make the playoffs. I think they're too good to be out of it. I think when push comes to shove, they make it over a team like the Raiders, um, I was looking at this. I think they would get the six or seven seed somewhere in there. And by the way, you talk about a team. I guess it's still Phil Rivers against Pat Mahomes. But if that's the two seven right there, Dave, that's a fun one. That's not not a rollover game.
0: No, I I mean, as I keep saying, um, the Colts... Now, see, here's what people are going to retain from what they saw most recently. A big AFC South game was Derrick Mm -hmm. Henry running over that Colts defense. And I don't want to make too big a deal about... The Jenga theory that if you take the wrong guy out of the equation, every team's going to have some attrition over the course of the season because of injury. The key is to not lose the wrong piece or the whole thing can implode on you. You take the DeForest Buckner out of that Colts defense this year. That's what happened against the Titans, especially a team that is run heavy like Tennessee is. Um, I say throw that one out the window. The Colts, at least defensively, are for real. The Jacoby Brissett stuff is weird that they're that, that he's getting in there short
1: yardage stuff. Yeah, all the
0: time. Uh, 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 yeah, it's curious um, what they're doing there. Yeah, I think the Colts are are closer to a legit team. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl ultimately, given the way they've looked there. But I but but I happen to like that team. I also think that the weird effect that we're now in the December and everything that all this stuff about oh, the jets and whatever, they, they, they want to lose games that they, they, mm. they're tanking. Jeff Schwartz did a great job debunking the notion that players would ever try to tank. They're individually motivated by their not, not by um, a sense of decency rather it's their contract. They got to create good tape for themselves. So nobody's out right. there looking to, to, to blow a game. But added to that is the Texans are clearly feeling it with Romeo as to are the Falcons. Now, as things are starting to track to, we're not looking for a new coach. We have him. He's in the building, and we're playing well with him now. Morris. And, yeah, it'll be interesting and, to see what and happens. And now here come the Saints with Taysom Hill. You're going to throw Taysom Hill at
1: us. We already saw him a couple of weeks ago. This is a fascinating game as well. I like this game. New Orleans is uh, favored by two and a half on FanDuel. The over-under is 45 and a half. They're going to Atlanta. Now, normally Atlanta, just, just stay away. Don't bet their games. Just watch and shake right. your head. That's enough, because uh, how many times are we going to do it with them and Denver and teams like that? Just pick two or three teams you're going to stay away from. Atlanta's one of them. Um, That said, I think we could see Jameis this game. Taysom Hill's gotten a little lucky. had a good second half in in his debut game. Didn't have to do anything. Another quarterback who put up under 100 yards passing and still won against that joke of a Denver team that they strutted out uh, last week because they didn't have a quarterback. I don't know. I think we could see Jameis here. I'd be excited to see Jameis. What about you, Charlotte? Oh,
2: yeah. yeah, I would, too. I mean, I think that he has been almost more fun to watch. I mean, I also thought it was bizarre that against the Broncos, who didn't have a quarterback at all, you know, under 100 yards passing, yeah. like, why wouldn't? I mean, I guess their defense isn't. It wasn't as bad as the fact they didn't have a quarterback, but it was still... It still felt a little weird to me, and it could be foreshadowing for a change yeah. coming. I also do wonder if, you know, as the Raiders were embarrassed by such a massive loss to the Falcons, maybe the Falcons will take it as the boost they needed to sure. kind of get some of their mojo back. So <clears> maybe, maybe that game will end up being uh, a good thing for both of the teams this week.
1: That could be good. That's a fun one to look for. Uh, Also, also a possible
2: two V two. If you're right about Jameis
0: South, you could get Jameis now wearing the number two for the Saints playing matt ryan therefore it would be the greatest two versus two qb match. the
1: greatest I've, we've seen the, the greatest, greatest of every
0: single i know come on no the greatest <laughs> is matt ryan versus jamarcus russell we need an improvement as, is that uh, right two so we get james do you have a movie.
2: spreadsheet or something
1: yes, he I does do. he yes, does yes, do. it's behind yes, the avenge world tour uh, t-shirts of course right there of course um 49ers playing their home games in arizona <laughs> it's just like it's like okay, here's the thing. Uh, if you go from the fourth quarter when they were up what, 10 points against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, from that moment forward, is there a, a harder luck team than the 49ers? Between Someone? COVID injuries, between regular injuries, between getting kicked out of their own home, they can't even play in their home and I think for 3 weeks and then they have to quarantine, really they're not going back there, I don't think. And now they're playing in Glendale. They're the uh they're the Arizona 49ers. And I've said it. I think we talked about coach of the year. I don't know. I think Shanahan wins it. If they get anything close to eight and eight, this is a ridiculous team. What's I become of them?
2: think someone in Kansas City must have cursed them when they were like, yeah. there some, there's a witch somewhere being like, ha ha ha, it worked. But I also think it's absurd that in Santa Clara County, there I think there are twice the number of cases in Arizona in <laughs> Glendale than there are in the area that the Niners usually play. So it just is further proof that no one has any idea what they're doing and that there's yeah. no plan here.
1: <laughs> Can they just play there? Can they just play? Like, I don't care what you say. We're playing in San Francisco. Some mm. restaurants around here are supposed to be closed down, but they're still open. They're defying <laughs> the orders of the governor and the mayor and everyone. Can they just find a field and play in San Francisco? No, they, that wouldn't be allowed. It'd
2: be a be a wild look.
1: Be a pretty good. I don't, movie I I don't
0: like Gavin Newsom. I mean, Gavin Newsom is fine with uh, trying to protect people, but the way this is tracking regional shutdowns, it makes me nervous for Los Angeles. And then are they going to be able to, if they do have to go to a bubble that
2: just put the bubble indi- in Arizona, <laughs> well, mm-hmm. it kind
0: of indicates that they're not going to be able to bubble in Los Angeles. If in fact they tried to do that, if, if things are so dire right. in some parts of California, anyway, um david are we gonna both- have
1: to do this podcast from montana or something are they gonna be like no charlotte's okay she's near bubble rock which is i'd love fine. to you know listen, Dave i'll love- have to move they can't be on mike uh, anywhere in california i love <laughs> the uh, novella and
0: the movie uh river runs through it that'd be fun i'd love to try oh, that's pretty fishing. country for sure um sal first of yeah. all before i weigh in on your 49ers uh, question there you didn't fully answer Saints at Falcons. Who are you taking?
1: I'm gonna. Well, again, my full answer is I you're can't. Saying take you're saying you're not gonna do. It. I, I hate the taking the Falcons, but I'm leaning Falcons. I think they win that game, but I'm not putting a. The only problem on with it.
0: taking the Falcons at this point, and I want to yeah. take the Falcons, and I'm gonna officially take the Falcons, is that yeah. everybody's taking the Falcons, which means right. that the Saints are the obvious pick, and they're gonna end up winning it. You'd and want to defenses. catch three and a half here rather than two and a half, but I and think, their you know, and uh, their uh, defense, defense has been. That's It's it. been the so Saints good defense. for the last three, four right, weeks. Right, I know, it's but finally they were, they were good
1: last week against this Denver team. Uh, you can't, you got to throw last week out. I yeah, get right. it. Uh, but to answer your question, here's, uh-huh. here's, my, here's my one that people are
0: sleeping on for the most jinx team or the hard luck team of 2020. The Jets are, of course, an obvious answer perennially. The Bengals losing their franchise QB number nine, once again, yeah. looking so good. I think the correct answer is, could well be the New England Patriots. They had their Hall of Fame QB ditch town to move to Florida of all places. He's out. They replace him with Cam. Then all the guys sit down. They decide they're not even going to play the season, the defense, Mm -hmm. so that's gutted. Then over the course of the year, they had the Seahawks beaten, or they would have beaten them, or without a forced overtime, or that a just, uh, would that have just would that have won the game when Cam gets stopped? I thought stopped it was overtime. The,
1: yeah, I think at, at the one, the time. it was yeah. overtime. Cam
0: fumbles. Yeah. Cam fumbles that ball as they're driving down the field inside yeah. the fifteen, and the other. They might be if they end up missing the playoffs. They might end up being the most
1: yeah. uh, hard luck. Maybe team of, of I'll the take
2: year. it. I'll take that.
1: You want that? You need some kind of distinction this I year, need right? Some,
2: I need something to help, <clears throat> some Band-Aid on this wound. Well, we
1: discussed, I, I, it's not AFC, NFC Coach of the Year. They only give one. But yeah, on the AFC side, I, I said the same thing. Like if Coach Belichick can get anywhere close to 500 with all the COVID opt-outs and the and the injuries and just not having any kind of personnel uh, you, you know, uh, w- worth uh, writing home to mom about on their roster, I think he's right up there for Coach of the Year uh you'll take that charlotte right yeah oh my god i don't
2: i don't agree with you i don't think that that will ever happen i see no world in which belichick will get coach of the year this year but i mean if he did it would it would make some of this roller coaster heart attacks a little bit worth it
1: they don't give it to him when he's 13 and 3 you're right they i mean it's been a decade since he's won the award um uh, and they had to go
2: undefeated to do that
1: that's right that's right (laughs) Um, speaking of undefeated, Le'Veon Bell, undefeated in his pro boxing career. There was footage of him training. He looked okay, right? He's a big guy throwing punches. So that's that's going to be uh, impactful. Um, someone put uh, uh, it out there, Jake Paul, hey, you, any interest in Jake Paul? And he said, bring it on. And so now this is the big talk, Jake Paul and Le'Veon Bell. I installed Jake Paul at a minus 200 favorite. I think I gave him, was that this Monday? I gave him the athlete of the week, the... The yes. Crown Royal Athlete of the Week. These guys know how to fight. It's just a difference. I don't know that Levian Bell has fighting skills. Like you can't lo- no longer say an angry football player or an angry basketball player is going to beat Jake Paul. You got to hit the gym. You got to practice. You have to train. I get it. Uh Jake Paul's done all this things. He's got like five fights. Where he's, like, where, where he's gone in the ring with his uh, you know, getting knocked out, being on the line. There's something to say about that. You Can guys I like say something about it? I'm, re- I'm reading your faces. You like Levy and Bell in this fight. No, no. Okay.
2: I don't like Levy and Bell here. I think Jake Paul's going to do it. And I hate that. I hate <laughs> that Jake Paul, some YouTube dummy. Yeah. Who's oh God, his whole existence just drives me insane. I think the Paul, who's the other brother? Logan. Who found a dead body, who made a video about a dead body he found yeah. in the woods. Like, cool. are, are you kidding me? Like the, the fact that these people can have so much have so many people who care about what they're doing and then just decide to go start boxing. It just it. Right. You know, I'm not going to I'm not one to say like the influencer culture is bad because I think that you got to do whatever you got to do. And I respect right. the hustle. I don't respect the Pauls. And I hate that he is good at what he's trying to do right now.
1: I think people a lot of people were I was reading the comments and it's funny because people are like, look, just don't do this Levyon, because you're going to get beat. And these guys are okay, right? These Paul, let's just not, let's not fuel it any more than we uh, need to right now. Dave, you would root against Le'Veon Bell.
0: Well, I never, I literally in the last uh, 60 seconds of my life, I just found out that uh, Jake Paul is not Logan Paul. I thought that was, uh, th- those were the same guy. I didn't know about that. Either way, Chris Paul must be humiliated by his brothers. Right, but, right um right. Um, I do, I listen, prayers up to all the professional athletes. This has been a, a tough few years for them. First of all, pro football running backs like, hey, can't throw anybody back there. It's super hard to do. Then mm-hmm. Ty Montgomery puts number 88 on and shows like, ah, it's not that hard. So that was embarrassing. But they, I mean, nothing compared to a pro athlete. Nate Robinson, shame mm-hmm. on you. On behalf of all pro athletes, this goon knocked you out cold. A dark time. And... I, I I hate to be this guy, but if Logan slash Jake Paul can do it, that's why Damashek <clears throat> believes that he can yeah. lead a point-scoring drive in, in pro football. Jeff Schwartz on minus three <laughs> this week. Once again, yet another pro football player getting very angry with me about this because I said, if you give me, not not mediocre, I need a good offensive line, you understand, mm-hmm. and I need to be facing the worst defense in the league. But some play action out of Damashek, the sleight of hand. Yeah, just don't. The trick is, you see, if I'll, I'll make you pay. I'm not a running QB, but like Russell Wilson, you turn your back to me, third and long. Oh, mm. I'll, I'll burn you good for that. So, yeah, it's a it's a tough. Here's time. the thing, Levy I, and I lo- Bell. Do I, I want to fight Levi and Bell? No, I don't. I don't. I don't, I, 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 I would <laughs> would I root for Levi and Bell over Jake Paul. Yes, I would. I would 100 yes. root for him to really? club
1: that guy. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would. Levi and Bell's a great fella. Yeah. All right. Uh. Uh, back to Damaschek throwing a complete pass. I do like that you're getting these guys angry. I get you're you're Stephen Colbert right now, 2010. You know you're. Uh, I get it. You're not a Republican. You don't believe in any of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> you don't think you can complete a pass. I don't know what you, you mean. You're there you go. Okay. Um, Schwartz hey, is getting
0: Chip Kelly in the UCLA Athletic Department to put it together <laughs> for the spring. As soon as COVID's over, he's lining it up. I, I have a bunch of guys. Ready to go. I Taylor's you'll, I'll, I'll close you down. You'll never complete a pass. I said, fine. Give me Reggie Wayne and I'll throw a touchdown pass to him if you give me four tries from inside the 10 yard line. From the hash marks to the sideline, give me that and 10 and and four tries at it. I will throw a touchdown pass to a pro football
1: wide receiver the, over a pro football DB. Charlotte looks more confused than she was by the the Rudolph uh, special analysis, I will say. By the way, we broke that out on video. Check that out. We, we zoom in on Charlotte's face. Charlotte, are we supposed to be touching our faces as much as you were there? Are we allowed no. to touch our face anymore? We I, oh. I want
2: to make it clear. I had just washed my hands and I'm in the <laughs> safety of my own home and I don't go anywhere. So I um,
1: uh, was very amused by that. But
2: um, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Dave, here's the thing. Did you watch the Broncos game last yeah. week? That's yeah, what that, spot inspired
0: this, right? Easy mistake. <clears throat> easy mistake to make. I understand. They're like, oh yeah, Kendall hitton re- really struggled. Yeah. Cause he's a runner and that's, <laughs> uh, and that's not what Damashek is. He's a, he's a conventional passer. I'm a pocket passer who, that's when true. the situation calls for it, I can, I, I can break contain mm. and, and burn you off script. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's my thing. I'm, I'm chameleon. What the defense gives me is what I'm going to take and how.
1: I think uh, even though they're, you know, the pride's on the line a little bit, I think the offensive line, if this was ever set up, they would just let the defense come through just to prove it right. wrong. That's yeah, right. I think, I think that's they'd just happened. be like. Yeah, ole. Get the Jew.
0: Bunch of uh, more anti-Semitism. That's <laughs> Ooh, what it would be.
2: I don't know if that's where we Jew. need to go with that one.
1: Get the Jew. Get the T-shirts going for that. Get the Jew 2021. <laughs> um, <clears throat> hey, I don't know. I might be the only one who saw this as good news. Did you see the Texas player, the high school player? Uh,
0: <laughs> good just, news. just run. Why was it well, no. News? Here,
1: bear with me. Like he, he, ta- he goes out. He had been thrown out of the game, and he goes right after referee, lowers his shoulder, and plants him into the ground. Now, people call this a body slam. This is not a body slam. I hate when people say, "Oh, he body slammed the referee." No, he would have to pick him up and throw him to the ground. It's, it has nothing to do with lowering a shoulder. Let's get our terminology correct here. That's not a body slam. What it was is. Texas football, high school football. What was that? Wednesday night under the lights, Thursday night under the lights. Texas football is here forever. And this is why football itself is going to stay on the map. It's not in trouble because they care about it so much. Charlotte, what do you think? Um, Did you not take uh, it away from this away from that?
2: What I took away from this was that, um, yeah, the the levels of passion for football in Texas. Right. That's um, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You want you want to believe that there are people out there who'd get so mad at a ref that they would just come back and uh what do you call that if it's not a body slam?
1: I don't know. What did Joel Jim? What do you call it? I mean, I don't even want to equate it. He just uh he just leveled him. He ran you him in like the body checked him. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah. Body no, checked so him, I think- he drilled
1: him. You could use dumb words, but yeah, he didn't body slam. It was like a big shove.
2: This feels it's like, a, like sphere, a really, if you want to use great- a wrestling
1: term, it's spear. Good. Sorry. A spear.
2: Sure. Okay. No, it, it just feels like a great plot line from Friday Night Lights that might have gotten <clears throat> written out. Yes. Like, you want to see Tim Riggins come back into a oh. game after getting ejected and just like, you know, throwing hands. And then he gets really drunk afterwards in the garage where his right. brother works, really sad, you know, like just really good stuff, like real Texas football stuff.
1: Charlotte, we may have to do an hour on Friday night lights. Oh my god, can we Friday can night we lights. do
2: an extra an extra no, extra points on just Friday night lights?
1: I'm watching it a second time with my son. We're we're through season 2. Uh season 1 was perfect. The pilot episode was probably the most perfect pilot episode I've yes. seen. Uh for season 1, now we're on 2. I I, I even like the Michael B Jordan years. I'm going to we're going to keep going with it. But uh Dave Texas football um we'll save the rest of football forever, correct? Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, I do love that Texas slash Florida, it's weird, in the last quarter century of our lives, it's really shifted um, where all the football players come from. They used to come, mm-hmm. when, in, in our youth, Sal, they were coming from more our neck of the woods and to some degree California and to some degree Texas. But yeah, Texas yeah. slash Florida are the home, and California, like I say, are the... The homes of uh, where all. The- What's interesting too about high school football is, um, uh, when you talk to the highest level of pro football players, mm-hmm. they they hold those games, those teams, their high school teams and college teams, uh, more dear than they probably do their pro football. Oh games. yeah, so it's interesting. Mm-hmm. You I mean like you you get them in cruise control about like, yeah, we got to come out, we got to win some games here because uh, we we're on a little bit of a skid, and then you're like. What about the Hopewell Vikings though? They're playing. Uh, they're they're playing. Yeah. Um, Aliquippa this weekend. Oh, got the quips. So gotta beat the qu-. like. They, they they're so into high school football. It is. Uh, it's fun to talk to.
1: Well, you know what? It's a it's a bigger overall conversation about fandom, right? Like mm-hmm. if you root for your team that's doing well, you get a sense of power, right? If you root for a team in your own hometown or in your own backyard that's doing well. I feel like you have more power, right? Like as, as, uh, as yeah, the right. players get older and they get paid and they care about you less and less, it's, it's another thing. But if you're seeing, um, the quarterback at what's the ice cream place, uh, Charlotte on uh, Friday night lights, uh, I forget it. Uh, the tasty something. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah damn yeah. it. Where Matt Saransson worked. Anyway, you, if you could actually make contact with him and these guys are working like $9 an hour jobs. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? It's also, no, no feeling like that.
2: It's so much more personal like yes. you you care because it's your home, and you know that's sort of why I've been jealous of uh of people with real ties to college sports and um why I re- yesterday I, I do have an announcement to make I became an official uh, UVA men's basketball fan. I
1: saw that mm-hmm. yes, and that's I could a good not choice
2: Thank you. I could not have had a warmer welcome from the fans and it was uh very moving. so uh thanks to everybody. Nice. And uh, now I have to actually watch UVA basketball.
1: You do. Good luck. Uh, There's they, a game break, tonight at six. They break 52 points uh, about every month. Once a I month. can't so that, wait. That's I want the
2: slowest yeah. possible basketball. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. No, you're right. Everyone's right about this. If you could drive four minutes in your pickup truck and be at a, a game under the lights, that means a lot to the town. That's uh, that speaks volumes totally. for what's going on with football. Um, hey. Oh, another thing. Speaks volumes about what's going on with football. You could add a little bit of excitement. Doesn't have to be in your backyard, but FanDuel sportsbook app, just do it. You're gonna to add to your sports watching experience by betting on all the action right there this football season. There's a reason FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets. Unique fun bet types like same game, same game parlays always on promotions to let you get more action out of your every game day. And if you win, they get your winning safely in as little as 24 hours right now. FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to a thousand dollars. Place a bet on any game. FanDuel will refund you up to a grand. And if you don't win your first bet, you lose, you get it back in site credit, a thousand dollars. Come on. That's crazy. What do they have to do? Dave, a thousand dollars free. Come on. There you go. Talk about a stimulus. It's a stimulus bet. I think is what we would call it. Um, I think we lost our same game parlay, right? You had, Dave, you had RG3 to throw the yeah, first touchdown? Yeah, I screwed touchdown. that
0: one up. I, I It got uh, so muddied, it was hard to even follow what it was. <laughs> but you said... I lost uh,
1: anyway. I had Claypool to score the first touchdown. By the way, we should have jumped on this. That was so dumb. Steelers to score the first touchdown. Their defense or special teams was 40 to 1. Why not do that anytime you do it? You're going to hit better than one out of 40 every time there's a new quarterback in there. We screwed up on that. We'll, yeah, do, good, we'll do better. Well,
0: water under the bridge. But then again, I would have also advocated that given the, the deficit of players that the Ravens had, I, I if I had to bet, you know, uh, $28,000 on it, I would uh, I would have said that the Steelers would
1: cover the 10 and a half. I know. Yeah. Stupid touchdown at the end. All right. I did well, the you, over, right? You took the over and that lost, right? Yeah. Mm. So yeah, we, we didn't do so well with that. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. We move on. And if you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. Be sure to sign up with promo code extra points so they know we sent you. We have our extra points for extra pay parlay, by the way. Uh fanDuel.com slash extra points. Rams, minus one and a half. Charlotte has the Raiders, minus seven and a half. Dave has the Browns, plus six and a half. Do that. We've made the better $2.4 million. That particular parlay is boosted to plus. Five twenty. All right. I want to talk NBA real quick. This happened a couple of days ago now, but uh, Russell Westbrook for John Wall. Somehow the Rockets odds went, they opened at 30 to one after the draft. They were 32 to one. And now after the trade, they lose Westbrook. They're 70 to one. The Wizards were 160 to one after the draft, 130 to one. And then after the trade, a hundred to one, this is weird because these are two players in the top, 20, 15 or 20 I think. I'm trying to think what the equivalent would be in NFL. Like if Julio Jones got traded for uh for like Christian McCaffrey, it's like, "Oh wow, those are big names. Neither of those teams is going to the Super Bowl though." I can almost guarantee it. Right? Or is I, it just different with basketball?
2: I think so. I mean, I I think that they're You know, if John Wall can stay uninjured, apparently Harden's been playing pickup with him. And, you know, I -hmm. guess he figured if I can't get out, I might as well get the guy that I want here more than Russ, who did not put up a very impressive showing um, in the playoffs. But I don't see that happening. I don't see uh, either the Rockets or uh, the Wizards go. Although, you know, I do think the Wizards are going to be much better with russ um and i think that dc is really yeah. sad to lose john wall but i think that from a trade perspective like i i wouldn't say that this is a you know a steal for either team it, it's not the kind of thing where it's like oh one team clearly made out better but i do think that the wizards with um beasley and and westbrook could make some sort of run or improvements here
1: yeah I think the Wizards made out better. Maybe not clearly. We'll see how they play. But Wall hasn't played in almost two years. Westbrook is great. He's just he's a different level player than Wall. And forget about that draft pick. Who cares about a a late first-round draft pick in the NBA? It doesn't really. didn't matter this year, last year, unless you're getting Zion. Uh, Westbrook, I think, is going to go down as one of the oddest players to figure out of all time. Because uh, you talk to anybody and they're like, oh, no one plays harder than Russell Westbrook. And yet... You're almost definitely not going to win with him, right? And it's it's a ball hog thing, but it's not like Harden plays hard too. Like it's very hard to figure out what a good system would be for Russell Westbrook. Probably not the Washington Wizards, but
0: well, uh, first of all, as you say about John Wall, what's John Wall going to be? So that's a they're they're both kind of question marks because Russell Westbrook to me is in year like plus four or plus six of defying what I anticipated was going to be his, uh, his breakdown or his slow, at least uh, degrading. I mean, as you say, I think like a lot of people um, impacted by the Derrick Rose experience, Mm -hmm. they figured, well, Russell Westbrook is going to be like Derrick Rose. You cannot play with that build and, and just go hard at the, at the goal over -hmm. and over and over again and just survive. And remember, It was, what was that now? I mean, that was, that's way in the rearview mirror where Russell Westbrook was having the knee injuries and everything else. Remember that? I mean, that was like, uh, I I don't know. Are you really going to continue OKC to, to make him a key piece for you? But yeah, I mean, I, so I'm waiting, he's getting into the, into the late stages, but he, he's still electric and still dynamic. And I'm with you, Sal, he is. Um, one of the most enjoyable players to watch. I just, I you know, forgive the skepticism. I just don't know when it ends for. You can't play. I mean, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, both around that age 30, went through that major transformation in their career where they stopped attacking the rim constantly mm-hmm. and started to settle on that mid-range turnaround jumper, and they really brought that out. Russell Westbrook continues to play that go, 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 uh, you know, uh, baseline to baseline at full speed kind of ball. I just think it's gonna it's gotta end at some point soon. I right? mean he, he's getting he old to be Tradition.
1: Doing it. If you look back at the last twenty five years, no one had won MVP that wasn't in a top two seed in uh, either conference. And Russ in the 2016 2017 for a uh, I, I not what Joel, were they a six seed Oklahoma City? I think they were a six seed when he won the MVP. That's astounding. That was like, Russ's
2: revenge tour because they had just traded KD. So he yeah. had, and he was getting all petty with his wearing photographer's vests to games and stuff.
1: It's just like if the NFL had adopted that model and then it's gone back. Now it's just one and two seeds uh, win the MVP every year since that. But uh, yeah, it's if the NFL, you would you would have like the Derrick Henry's would have a better shot at winning the MVP or, uh, you know, even I don't know, Justin Herbert or something. Yeah, it was a six seed back in 1617 very well, an interesting just a, th- a,
0: a, a throwaway observation by uh producer black tie who's over there at the ringer now um uh used to be my producer was um he it, it, it's just a, a fun thing is Derek rose is going to be the only nba mvp ever who doesn't wind up in the hall of fame if you look right. at it it's 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 right oh yeah I mean, you're there's, right th- there's not really a uh uh, a comp for that in any of the three. Well, other he's got time on, He
1: could he could put it together still. <laughs> this this could be his uh, decade coming up. Um, all right, you guys want to get roasted? The Extra Points Gang at gmail.com. dot <laughs> The Extra Points Gang. That's where you could reach us on the email. The Extra Points Gang. Charlotte's two e's, right? The extra. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. People forget that is between the the and the extra. Right. Twoies. All right.
1: Uh, this guy Adam Zimmerman wrote in and he wants to roast us. This is so long. I don't want to read the whole thing. All right, I'll, I'll get through it. To my good, good pals and heel producer Jim, the Extra Point spot has been doing so well for so long now that it seems like the perfect time for a roast to bring you back down to earth. Okay, good. Damashek always, literally every single episode regales the audience with tales of the curse of Sposta and how it dooms teams and individuals from reaching their assumed destiny. Tell Mister, tell me, Mr. Jive, if the curse is so strong, then how do we explain you still being so annoying despite such high expectations <laughs> for you to supposed to be the annoying yinzer on the pod? Do you oh,
2: I, I thought
1: that was rhetorical. I don't know. I guess we, I can't. I, maybe, maybe I could just go through all these. Nephew Sal. A curse on you. That's what I say. <laughs> there you go. Uh, nephew sal good one you have done an amazing job putting (laughs) this podcast and the entire podcast network together even better now that you use simmons pod to work the kinks out for all your material before (laughs) recording the extra points pod i'm sorry i can't have 78 opinions on every game that's Uh, so good (laughs) can't wait for you to someday reveal how direct tv is supposed to enlarge one of the three games on the quad box without it covering up the other two games how what why is that so hard Just make one bigger and the other two smaller. Who cares? Charlotte, you ready for this? Oh, no. Stay perfect. You're the best. (laughs) Give me a break. Give me a break. Uh, Lastly, lastly, I want to commend Joel Solomon. Okay, Joel, jump in here. It has been my life's goal to be the head writer for an unscripted podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to say keep living the dream, my man. (laughs) But for real, this has fast become my favorite podcast. I must listen three times a week. That comes from someone who can't even take advantage of the extra points parlay that Dave ruins each week. Oh, I I don't think he's been listening. I think it's been me. Uh, No, I've really done
2: my fair share of damage.
1: P.S. Okay, Charlotte, a little little dig here. P.S. Can we get more talk between Charlotte and Dave about whether Pats fans are rooting for Tom Brady still? Feels like an undercover topic. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right Adam uh, I like that
1: there you go all right thank you Adam Zimmerman that's pretty good not bad I don't yeah. think you're getting on Comedy Central anytime soon but it's good job uh by you Adam Zimmerman the extra points gang at gmail.com what do you got Charlotte and how do you feel about Tom being on Tampa right now
2: well you know I think most Pat's fit fan- no uh <laughs> what do I got well as I said I'm a UVA fan now uh yeah. which has been very exciting can't wait go who's um and so you can check that out on the people sports podcast the full conversation of how it happened which was a real heel turn at the last minute um or you can watch the videos on youtube or just go to the wilder things um i also wrote about it and um i also wrote i wrote something else i don't know there are too many too many contents stop writing i know my god so much The recaps are out. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. Just sort of scroll through my timeline, ignore the bad jokes, and you might see some well-produced stuff. (laughs)
1: There you go. Well, you're apparently perfect according to our roast master Adam Zimmerman. Oh, so, Adam, uh, don't skip through anything. All right, Dave. How little? How three. little you know. <laughs> minus three. Good fun episode. You uh, drive Jeff Schwartz and Eddie Spaghetti crazy. Yeah, it was
0: a big. It was a really good, rangy uh, minus three. I encourage to demand you go check that one out because, uh, along <laughs> with Jeff Schwartz getting upset, he also breaks down um, in in a good way. The Chiefs and what's coming in the AFC side of things, and then also Eddie Spaghetti gets very upset because I impugned his Notre Dame Fighting Irish. He really gets upset. I mean, I'm legitimately—you can hear it in his voice that he flips a switch. Really <laughs> so mad because I say if they lose to Clemson, it would be shameful if they still wound up in the final <laughs> four, and for some reason, this really sets him off. All the game this- picks and. Uh, at Damashek, did
1: Spaghetti get? Uh, did, did you bring up the Lou Holtz thing? Getting the Congressional, what is it? The Medal of Freedom? No,
0: I think that was yesterday, and it. said uh, uh, we weren't aware of it before. Before all that, but boy, he does not like hearing that beating the backup QB of Clemson in
1: overtime does not oh.
0: kiss you into the Final Four no matter what. But I believe FanDuel
1: has them. Uh, Clemson is a ten-point favorite in the ACC uh, title That's game. That's a which conversation is
0: a we should have as it gets a little closer. But I mean, there obviously there aren't very many teams to actually even be, or that are even left to put into the final four. But right. I love that I, that conversation is fascinating to me. That if you don't win your conference title game, that you can still make the it's a playoff game. You can't then make the final four if you can't win your own conference title game. That's yeah. the playoffs.
1: It's just tough now that so many some of these conferences are so stacked that you have to leave LSU not LSU this year but the, on a given year leave an LSU or an Alabama out. I get Too bad. it. I get you it. lost head to head to them. Yes, that's the end of
0: it. when the Niners or Cowboys beat each other in the NFC title game, nobody said yeah, but we know they're still the two best teams. Put them in the Super Bowl. Right.
1: Like, just that's not the way it works. Right. Well, but also, yeah. So whoever wins the NFC East should get in, but um, but the Colts should not. I, don't, I know. I get it. I get it. it. It's it's tough. It's a tough trade-off there, especially on the college side. But we have Lemon Pepper Parlay, guys. We have uh, minus three, as I mentioned. Laugh Lines is funny this week. Uh, Jen and Jerry on waiver wired. So much good stuff. Catch Against All Odds, too. And a reminder, even though you may feel like an underdog, please remember that you're all my favorites. Especially you, Kingston.
2: Kingston, you're our favorite.
1: <laughs> Kingston's our favorite. See you Monday.